0: Dead man, tail,
1: now tail. Ahoy there, crew. For your safety, remain seated, keeping your hands, arms, feet, legs, wings, fins, tails inside the watercraft, and watch your children. So, you come seek an adventure in what lies beneath, eh? Sure, you come to the proper place, but keep a weather eye open, mates, and hold on tight. With all your hands, if you please. There be squalls ahead, the Kraken sea zombies, bloodthirsty mermaids, flesh-eating seaweed, alligator people, swamp monsters, and Davy Jones waiting for them what don't obey. Now, sit close together and keep your ready hands in board. That be the best way to repel borders. Greetings from a submarine out in Transylvania's Blood Sea and welcome Halloweeniacs to the Jack-O-Lantern Press podcast on the Weird Network where we discuss monsters and Halloween. My name is Michael Picarella. And my name's Tom Picarella. It's Monster Monday when Tom and I briefly profile a monster of the week. I'll give a short history. Tom will share strengths and weaknesses. Then we'll mention a few cool related items and list some movies and other items that feature the creature. This Monday's monster, the water monster. Secure ship for sea. Make all preparations for getting underway.
0: Aye, aye, sir. All hands to stations. Single up all lines. Cast off forward. Cast off aft. Clear the bridge, clear the bridge. Secure hatches and vents. Stand by engines. stormy weather boys, stormy weather boys when the wind blows our will go.
1: What you're listening to there is a piece of the soundtrack from the original Submarine Voyage at Southern California's Disneyland and Stormy Weather Boys, the time-honored sea shanty by Bob Roberts. This evening's monster might seem somewhat generic as Tom and I will be discussing water monsters that dwell and kill in the seas and oceans, in lakes and rivers. These include all kinds of monsters from sea serpents and man-eating sharks to ghostly presences and killer piranha. You might look at this evening's monsters as water itself and what lies in that water. So tonight we're going to go deep. All ahead one third.
0: All ahead one third. Aye
1: aye. Stand by to dive.
0: Diving stations.
1: Dive. Dive. <laughs> Take her down easy.
0: Aye aye. Trim bow diving
1: plane Three degrees down. Catch her at 10 fathoms. Aye aye. So originally, Tom, I had suggested to you that we do a Monster Monday on a specific lake monster in your great state of Idaho called the Charlie, which is also known as Slimy Slim, the Twilight Dragon, and the Payette Lake. Oh, sorry, the Twilight Dragon of Payette Lake. But you were thinking that there just wasn't enough about this creature. as far as his origins go, I don't think anyone even knows what the origins are. No powers and weaknesses that anyone really knows of. Nothing related to popular culture. So, no movies that we knew of, or games, or toys, or anything like that. So, it just seems like what's out there were sightings from people. Um, and so, and this is on uh, Payette Lake near the Oregon border in Idaho. So, it just seemed like y- your original thing was there wasn't enough on this Charlie to do an episode about that. And so then you and I, I can't remember, was it your idea or my idea? Because we were supposed to do this episode like shortly after New Year's. Yeah, right? I, th- I think it's been that long. Were you the one that said, let's just do water monsters in general? Or was it me? I don't remember how it came I don't, about. I, yeah, I don't, I don't remember how it actually came about. And even and even going further
0: into it it this this episode i want to make sure that that people are aware this episode's going to be more along the lines of not really the strengths and weaknesses of anything per se but more more along the lines of why we decided to go with more than one monster um when we started digging in a little bit i feel like we probably could have had a boatload of Monster Mondays on all kinds of water creatures. But a lot of the, the water creatures that would do stuff to you uh, are all very similar. And I think that that's one of the reasons why we sort of clustered it all together. And I can't remember whether it was you or whether it was me that decided to, to cluster them together. But I wanted to do it more as like an environment of... Like, hey, water creatures are dangerous, whether it's in an ocean, whether it's in a river, a lake. It doesn't really matter what it is. Um, I think the danger of it is the fact of it being water and that we as humans don't have any idea what could happen if something tried to attack you while you're sitting in water. Uh, I think that's the the scary aspect of it
1: yeah that's the thing you know i i guess maybe it's kind of a cheat because we're not just picking one particular monster in the water we're not doing just piranha or shark but i guess for me i'm looking at water in general as the monster because we don't know what lies beneath Uh, you know when i remember as a kid going in the ocean not knowing what's in there you feel like some seaweed touch your feet and you're like what the heck was that or when we lived on clear lake in northern california and you feel algae or something in that lake and you just don't know what's in there and that's kind of right the approach that i took so i'm not going to have like a traditional origin story or history of of a monster because there are many monsters but that was kind of the way i was looking at like there are many monsters in there but um but before we pull out of the harbor and into more dangerous waters, I did want to mention one of our sponsors, and uh, and that's Nightmare365.com. They actually did a recent video on their YouTube channel that's fitting for tonight's episode. Um, that video is called Strange Creature Found in Lake. And we'll link the uh, the video in the show notes. I'm not sure if the creature in the video is actually real. And, and Matt and Greg from Nightmare 365, they, they talk about whether they think it's real or not. But I definitely recommend you going over to that video, checking it out, see what you think. See if you think it's real or not. Um, and when you get over to Nightmare365, go ahead and subscribe to that YouTube channel and let Matt and Greg know that, uh, that we sent you there. Uh, it's good stuff, and uh, again, that video is uh, pretty cool. A little water monster that was uh, kind of wiggling around on a dock, jumps in, the, in the, like a lake or something. And um, yeah, let us know what you think. All right, so welcome aboard our little makeshift water vessel of ours here. Hope you brought along some snacks, maybe some water, some scuba gear. In the very likely event, some killer creature attacks us and we have to jump ship. That said, Tom, you ready to explore these waters? Yeah, let's go. All right, well, let's dig in. All right, so as I was kind of saying earlier, It's kind of difficult to do a history or origin story of the water monster because there, as I said earlier, there are so many water monsters, each with their own mythology. But what I was going to say was I would suspect that since the beginning of time, people, any living being, has probably had fears of what lies hidden in the water. Um, I'd say that the history of my fear of water and what lies beneath Goes back as far as I can even remember. Um, And I'm not sure what actually did it, uh, but I do know that I used to have nightmares about water all the time, what was underneath my feet. And I don't know if that's because, you know, maybe I went to the ocean when we were little and I, and I, that something went across my feet and I just imagined it was something in there. No,
0: I think, I think in general, a lot of people just have those dreams about being underwater because it's so unknown.
1: Yeah. And that could that it definitely just could be the mystery of it. I mean and it could be the waves, you know, that's the thing. Like I think about going to the beach and those waves just like throwing me, you know, down into under the water and not being able to breathe or maybe even sucking up seawater into your lungs. But it's that Well not only not only that, like the biggest, well, I think one of the biggest fears that
0: people have about water is drowning in water. Like you know, nobody wants Definitely. it's like getting burned alive. You know, nobody yeah. wants to go through that agony, that pain. You know, or or being in water and all of a sudden you're, you know, you're 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 basically you're drowning. You're taking water in, and then what happens if on top of that you're not only drowning
1: but you have something like eating you, you know, or that pulls you on jaws. There. Yeah. That's the thing or it just pulls you under and you you can't breathe. You know, and that's the other thing, water is the strongest force on earth and you feel it when even a small little wave hits you, it's like it just throws you down like nothing can do. And maybe that's that's where my fear comes from, but I wanted to in kind of talking about the history of mythology, again, it's not a true history or mythology, but I wanted to read an introduction or part of an introduction from a really great horror anthology that I've talked about before. I think I mentioned it in a Trick or Treat bag Tuesday or something. It's a 2017 horror anthology called Fearful Fathoms, Collected Tales of Aquatic Terror. And this is the first volume. It's volume one, Seas and Oceans. And the editor of this book, Mark Parker, writes, The sea has always called to me. I don't know about you, but it both fascinates and terrifies me in equal measures. Parker continues about what an effect the movie Jaws had on him and how he couldn't go into the ocean without fearing what lurked beneath. Now, in the second volume, in his introduction, Um, to it's this came out the same year 2017 it's called fearful fathoms 2 collected tales of aquatic terror uh lakes and volume 2 lakes and rivers um parker writes what is it about lakes rivers and ponds having spent the bulk of my life on the southeastern coast of massachusetts Massachusetts. It wasn't just the ocean that held a particular kind of allure for me. I remember some members of my family lived close to a pond, and every summer we'd swim in its warm waters. I remember feeling a wash of apprehension come over me each time I'd step out to where the water was at least up to my waist. I don't know why I grew to feel worried when this would occur, but it was even worse when I ventured out a bit further and then could not, and then could no longer feel the silty bottom beneath my feet. That drop-off or fall-away feeling never failed to cause a chilling cord of fear to rise up in me, as the bottom of the pond would simply no longer be there. It was a feeling that made me fear I'd die on the spot by either drowning or having something from the pond's depths come up and devour me which is kind of what you and I were were talking about right <laughs> and I totally that totally hit home for me because that is exactly what I would feel going in the ocean or or a lake but I highly recommend those two anthologies really good horror stories with cool monsters ghosts and whatnot in All these different bodies of water. We'll link the two books in the show notes so you can check them out. But yeah, I just can't recommend them enough. They're really, really good. And I will say one last thing. Don't just think that it is monsters like sharks and piranha and snakes and things like that that can get you. Because in Transylvania, there are also things called flesh-eating seaweed, and those uh, reside in oceans and seas. And then in uh, lakes, rivers, creeks, and swamps in Transylvania, you have poison algae, which will get you. Um, So you just got to be, you just never know. And you don't know if any of that crosses over from Transylvania's monster universe to the human world. So I would just say may want to stay clear of water altogether. And and
0: that's... That's a that's a section that I was even going to talk about which I'll bring up right now just because we're on the subject but we're talking about environments the environments underwater. I mean, first off, humans are not meant to be, you know, underwater walking on the terrain that's down there. It's slippery. I mean, even just rocks alone it will make you slide, you know, cut yourself so on and so forth. You start getting into like some of the uh of the the ocean little seabed's there and you got like all the algae that's on there and things like that. There is a a website that I I was going to link to. We'll put it in the show notes. Um it's 10 awesome monsters for a and d 5e aquatic encounter. What's neat about it is it lists off some of these these encounters that you can have in, like, a Dungeons & Dragons sort of uh, world. There's, like, a dragon turtle, a kraken. Um, There's uh, a plesaurus or a... a, Yeah, I think it's a... a, Let's see. A plesiosaurus. Um, There's a sea hag. There's all kinds of neat stuff. Giant frogs, crabs, killer whales, hydras. Uh, But what was kind of neat was that at the bottom of this this website... uh, it talks about aquatic hazards and when i was reading it it was it was kind of neat because it went into the temperature of the water being extremely cold or the pressure that uh, you yeah, will the pressure yep yeah it'll like hit you it's like crushing pressure as the as you venture you know lower and lower and lower down into the sea that imagine how much pressures being put on your body basically be just, you know, crushed if you didn't have some kind of, you know, uh, suit on, or if you weren't
1: in some sort or, of metal. Yeah, type was it deal. the, was it the movie, the abyss where they were going to go so deep that they had that the guy, I can't remember who went in, if it was the Ed Harris character, but he had to like breathe in that liquid breathing. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah that, that was the, the abyss? abyss? Yeah. Oh, dude, and I remember he, that was disturbing That was Ed to Harris that me.
0: that did it as well. Was he was the yeah. one that decided to go down there and and do it? Uh, and then down at the very bottom, you had aliens that basically lived down there because you know, I mean, Earth is what seventy seventy percent is the ocean, and we've what experienced about maybe three percent of it. So we don't even know what the heck is in there uh, at the very bottoms. I mean, we we can you know, do all kinds of different sonar and stuff like that to try to, you know, figure out what's down there. But we we still don't know all the creatures that are in the ocean right now. And I think that that's like some of those things. It's not a power and ability, but like you were just saying, you got tangled. You got the kelp that can get tangled on you and pull you down and make it to where you can't go back up. You got all the poisonous plants, the toxic coral uh you know anything that's like the poison oak type stuff that's down there or different types of poisons you know that if if it gets on your skin it could it could kill you um and that's minus the creatures that are in there that might get freaked out and come after you and like you know do something to you but when we're just talking the the environment alone is a danger in itself um that i think is is kind of kind of good for people to think about when they're talk you know when you're talking about monsters of the water i mean the
1: environment's like a big monster yeah definitely well i did have a list you listed some some creatures under the water that i didn't have i have this big list i'm going to go through it really quick so i don't bore the heck out of you but in the ocean you have the Fog Ghosts, those are the ghosts from the movie The Fog. Killer Sharks, Giant Sharks, Giant Octopuses, Octoman, Fantigua Fish, The Kraken, Giant Squids, Wailing Demons, and if you haven't seen 1958's Seventh uh, Voyage of Sinbad, um, then you need to check that out, because they talk a little bit about whaling Demons and what they are, um, so watch out for all you sailors. Um, Not for you sailors, but watch out sailors. Um, You have giant crabs, you have Cthulhu, you have selkies. um, And I don't know if you know what a selkie is, but it's a creature that resembles a seal in water, but assumes human form on land. I didn't know what that was. No, um, I didn't know that either. <laughs> you have sirens, bloodthirsty mermaids, the lion turtle, the St. Augustine monster, sea zombies, water elementals, flesh eating seaweed, the devil whale, Godzilla. Don't forget Godzilla. The oh, aliens yeah. from uh, the 1989 film The Abyss. The Flying Dutchman, if you want to call that a monster, it's a ship and it's haunted, eh, probably. Davy Jones and Water Fairies. Then in Lake Rivers um, and Swamps, you have the Loch Ness Monster, you have Tahoe Tessie, Champ, the Bear Lake Monster, the Flathead Lake Monster, the Muck Monster, Giant Anacondas and other snakes, Frankenfish, Giant Crocodiles, Lethal Genetically Altered Flesh-Eating Piranha, Gators, Alligator People, Swamp Monsters, Swamp Pike, naiads. Poison algae, killer crawdads, bayou beasts, anima- animatronic hippos, water fairies, because every body of water from the smallest stream to the vast ocean has its own protective fairy living below the surface. Um, ghosts, of course, um, and don't think I forgot the creature from the Black Lagoon and other Gilmen. And of course, the one uh, that uh, we were originally going to do a Monster Monday on, the Charlie who, among other types of creatures that people claim they've seen, you can look up online or just get this book that I got for Christmas, which is why we wanted I wanted to do this monster. I was reading through this book I got for Christmas. Um, it's called Chasing American Monsters, Over 250 Creatures, Cryptids, and Hairy Beasts by Jason Ofut, a great guide that will give you some origin stories. So... Um, I'm also going to give you uh, a couple links in the show notes, one to sea monsters, one to lake monsters, and you can check that out and dig a little deeper um, to see what other creatures are there. Well, um, yeah. No, I mean, and even
0: one other thing, now that you're on kind of the the topic of a whole slew of monsters, if you want even more monsters, uh, (laughs) I'm going to put a link on there. It's to d20pfsrd.com. It is a um a beastary sort of uh, website for Pathfinder um second edition. And that goes down another huge list of And you're all saying kinds that there's even monsters. more, more oh, monsters yeah, there's, that I didn't even list? Dang there's tons, tons and tons of monsters that are considered aquatic encounters as as they aquatic slash water encounters and and i'm sure that even the lists that we have are probably not still not even up
1: to par does that guide does it act does it separate it by like the types of bodies of water like ocean lake swamp anything like that
0: it uh it goes from so it says aquatic terrain any climates uh then it says aquatic terrain cold climates and then it has water warm climates and that's how it it's
1: section you know, breaking Classified. it all out. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Okay, cool. Well yeah, I'm looking forward to checking that out. Um, as you can tell, a lot of creatures and monsters and whatnot, a lot of dangers in the water. But yeah, basically that's that's what I have for if you want to call it history and origins. That's what I got. You better ask my mama how to make a make monster. A monster.
0: Yeah, and so like I said, you know, I don't have any really powers and abilities. The powers and abilities are specific to each of those creatures that are there. And we could have broken it all out into one episode or or into several, you know, episodes about, you know, each specific creature, which maybe we'll do later on down the road. We just kind of wanted to do an introduction as it gets, you know, into you know warmer season and people are going to be jumping in in water maybe (laughs) maybe greg you you know will finally go into the blue hole uh and maybe uh, maybe may i mean you never know but a lot of the inspiration i feel like of this whole entire thing was one you got that book two you know creature from the black lagoon uh I was even watching around that time I think I watched um you know Jules Verne's uh uh 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea which Classic. is just a great movie and then you know stuff like Jaws and, and everything and and then also to top it all off the amount of video games that have you know cool encounters underwater is there's just an insane name of games that come to my mind as soon as I start talking about it. So really it's dependent on the actual creature. I think one of the the craziest things when I was looking some stuff up were like the sea zombies cause I had never really thought about anything being a sea zombie and when I looked it up it was kinda cool. It's in uh one of the websites for the forgotten realms dot fandom dot com. Of course I'm gonna, you know, bring up a fandom site. You gotta but get a, into a the fandom yeah, I just thought it was cool the way that they actually built this character. He, if you go look at the website and you see the picture, he's a zombie-looking guy that has like you know coral you know built on his shoulder. It says sea zombies, otherwise known as drowned ones, were a variety of zombie who arose from the corpses of humans who have drowned at sea, slaves chained to, to a sinking ship would often arise as sea zombies. And I just thought it was kind of cool that, okay, so these people drowned at sea, and then they were a specific type of zombie, not just a regular sort of zombie that they, you know, Dungeons & Dragons basically pieced this whole thing together and had like this little sub-story about, you know, their behaviors, their combat, you know, how they even came about. You know, you think of zombies just as like undead or something, but these were like, you know, specific. They they drowned and then they came back to life. So I thought that was kind of neat. Um I also think, you know, as I've played various video games in the last several years, you know, I'll bring up something I've brought up several times in the in the in the past, uh like Sea of Thieves, for instance. Sea of Thieves is one of those games where I think it's just really fun to play because, one, you're out on the sea. Two, you're, you're, you're playing a pirate. You got, like, your little accordion thing that you could play with and, and, you know, team up with some people. You have huge encounters like the Megalodon and the Kraken that, you know, you really have to work hard as a team to, to beat those creatures um, so he doesn't sink your ship and take all your loot, basically um and and then there's just the adventure of swimming around, finding treasure on islands and encountering skeletons that are on the islands and dealing with actual people trying to steal your loot at the same time that you're dealing with with you know dangers in the water uh i so I think that that whole concept of the video game aspect sea of thieves is a great game to play. When it comes to that sort of uh, of neatness. Um, the other thing too was. And I'm going to bring up World of Warcraft. Because there is a, a place that was built. Uh, on one of the expansions for World of Warcraft. And it's called Vashir. Uh, I'm probably going to say it wrong. But I think it's Vashir. And the entire land. Of where you spend countless hours doing quests and whatnot is all underwater and as you progress through things you you get like a mount that you're able to move around underwater it's a it's a sea turtle um, or i'm sorry it's a seahorse and the seahorse you ride on the back of it and you're able to like kind of go fast through the water uh and i i'll never forget the time when i first Went to this land because I, I had no idea that it was going to be an underwater scene. And when you first went to this land, you were sitting in a sunken sort of, or not a sunken ship, but like a broke down ship. And then you have to like go swim underneath where it's broken out to get into the water. And then all of a sudden you get like sucked down in and it's like this huge, vast land of just underwater and there's this whole, like, city of just creatures and things that you can encounter and dangers under the water. And and I remember spending hours uh, just going through all the neat quests and everything that were down there. It was so fascinating because they did such a good job with with making it look like you were underwater and then giving you, like, all these different abilities and things. Uh, so definitely check that out if you want to see some of the scenery. out. I have another link, you know, for that specific expansion that had that land Vashir uh, if I'm saying it right. There's yeah, it also looks like
1: you're saying it right there. Yeah. I would imagine that's how you say it. There's
0: also real creatures of the sea. Uh we named off a bunch of just sort of some of the fake ones, you know, that are made up. Um fake. Well, I mean You're you calling know, I Godzilla guess you fake. <laughs> <laughs> or the Kraken fake. Well you never yeah. know. Maybe what? maybe Godzilla really is down we down at the know. bottom we just haven't discovered we it don't yet. No. But I do have a link uh that we'll put in the show notes as well called Thirty Five Scary Sea Creatures We Hope to Never Encounter. And of course, right smack dab of the first uh, you know, shot there's like a Jaws like looking shark. Um, you know, but it goes into some other very obscure things that you would never really think about as, as you know, animals or or sea creatures that that are in the the ocean that you would. I mean, I didn't even know about some of these. A frilled shark, never seen those before. Um, they show like these deep sea dragon fish. I mean, the teeth on these things are insane. And as you scroll through and you see they got some of them, huh. they have vi- video of it. There's another one called a Pacific Viperfish. And his teeth are so big that when he closes his mouth, the the fang on one of them go literally almost touched the top of his forehead. Uh, that's how huge his teeth are.
1: That's That video there, that Pacific Viperfish in action, <laughs> it almost looks like an alien from the yeah. movie Alien. These
0: things are create a fang tooth then that you have the angular a- angular fish dude Angler he looks fish.
1: Oh yeah, what the heck? That thing is I mean, is crazy I think looking. maybe that's
0: something that that I don't know, maybe that's in the massive depths of the of the ocean, but that thing dude, would be look freaky. at freaky.
1: Look at the black swallower. It's a small fish, but it looks like it has this big <laughs> A, like i don't know if it's his stomach or what but it's like he could swallow a lot it probably doesn't have a good digestive digestive system or something but it looks like a bag for his yeah. belly i mean these things are there's some oh of them just God, scroll through some it weird looking ones here you got
0: a sea spider i mean it's just i don't know you 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 scroll through these and you t- look at this other one it's called a vampire squid and vampire squid yeah just keep oh, scrolling dude, down
1: sea spider that is crazy
0: vampire uh, squid oh yeah uh, there he is doesn't wow, suck he... blood it's named after vampires because it can survive with virtually no light or any oxygen and it lives well, it nearly 3000 feet below the surface
1: look at the back fins they're almost like the wings of a bat yeah and so it's anyways, just like you know, I, jet black
0: I thought oh. it was I thought it was kind of cool to actually take, you know, actual creatures that are are in oh, the ocean yeah. and just show you how crazy Dude, look and at,
1: freaky some of these are. Look at the goblin shark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well that's a cool one for sure. That's definitely
0: worth checking out. So then of course, you know, I decided that, you know, that wasn't good enough. A lot of what I like to do as everybody I'm sure is well aware of is VR and VR in ocean sort of experiences and allowing them to do whatever they want to do as far as ocean scares type go, yeah, with not actually going in the ocean and being in the comfort of your home. There are some great games to play um, that you could do in in VR, just on your on your headset, and some of these are one of them is actually pretty scary it's called uh narcosis and it is a an experience that they consider a horror game um oh, cool and it's it's actually a a sort of uh linear based game that you just kind of follow it's like an experience but you don't there's no combat in it There's no crazy interaction to it. It's more of like a a sort of story-driven adventure that you go on and you just, things jump out at you and it's it's insane. Um, You should watch that video and it kind of will show some things. They brought up stuff about Minecraft, uh, being underwater in a Minecraft sort of environment. I mean, once again, those are those types of things that, you know, is just fun to sort of be in uh Ocean Rift was one of the first sort of ocean experiences I think that came out for the um when the Rift came out it wasn't one of the first VR things but it was a very good one where you're like swimming around with dolphins and stuff like that but then you you can get in like a cage uh with a with a shark and the shark comes in and encounters and it. it's kind of freaky cuz you're underwater in like a very dirty sort of ocean where you can't see where this thing comes from. Um and and it's it's kinda kinda crazy. I mean, there's even a really good PlayStation VR experience uh that goes down and they send you down into a cage and then the shark comes and rips the, the cage apart and like comes after you and then gets hit, you know, at the end by a boulder. Um, there's a Titanic VR adventure that's actually it's not freaky or anything it's just a very cool experience underwater seeing you the can kind of navigate
1: Titanic. you can navigate the remains of the ship under there yeah
0: and it's That's from cool. my understanding it's actually two scale um, oh wow wow then there's the blue it's actually they misspelled it on this website it's actually the space blu with no e on it um, Subnautica, which is a very, very popular, uh, just regular game, um, that, that people can play on their computers, but they made a VR sort of port to it to where you could play with, with VR. Very, very fun game. And then Iron Wolf VR is a submarine game that's actually pretty terrifying as well. Um, just cause all sorts of stuff happens in there as well. So there's other games I'm sure that are out in, in VR that are equally as fun, but it, a lot of the stuff, if you want to just get that sort of terrifying effect of what the water does to you, there's one real way of doing it. Um, and that's pretty much all I had. You know, like I said, this was a, an episode that I really wanted to, to kind of encompass a whole bunch of variety of different things, show you the dangers, uh, you know, I... I am somewhat terrified of, of the ocean. You know, I think it's just freaky. I think it's cool to be able to go do VR stuff in there. I actually like putting my feet in there, looking at the, the coral reefs and stuff like that. But I, uh, you won't ever catch me swimming out in the middle of the damn ocean. Cause <laughs> I don't like not knowing what's underneath me. So, um, but that's what I had.
1: Nice. I was going to ask you a question. Would you consider pirates to be monsters? Actually, yeah. Yeah, I would. I mean they're popular at Halloween time, but then again, a lot of Halloween costumes are not monsters. But I mean I guess in like the pirates of the Caribbean you have skeletons. Well, are they movie well Skeleton in the pirates movies, maybe? So maybe in, not really in the necessarily movies, a, a monster. They're alive. Yeah, like Davy yeah. Jones's crew is you yeah, know, and they're pirates, but they're dead. They're well kind if you of go by the pirates of the
0: Caribbean uh the movie that was made with Johnny Depp i mean uh Davy Jones uh, you know was he had like the the sort of tentacles and stuff attached to him so he would be a monster right yeah. so if you're talking yeah. about you know pirates in general of 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 you know i don't know i i guess it would all just depend on what type of pirate you're talking about
1: So as far as movies go, I usually try and limit these and not do too much, but I wanted to give a good sampling because there's so many different creatures and different types of monster movies. So hopefully you have a pad and a pencil or a pen ready to go, or a tape recorder, if anyone has those anymore, or you could just put on your little voice recorder thing on your phone. But if you're gonna take a swim with some water monsters, you're gonna wanna dive into some of the early classics. So you have 1954's Creature from the Black Lagoon. You have 1954's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. You have 1954's Monster from the Ocean Floor. 1955's It Came from Beneath the Sea. 1959's Attack of the Giant Leeches, which I have not seen, but that sounds really cool. You have 1961's Mysterious Island, then you get into 1978's Piranha, 1980's Alligator, 1980's The Fog, 1980's Humanoids from the Deep, 1996's Loch Ness, 1996's Kraken, Tentacles of the Deep, 1997's Anaconda, 1998's Deep Rising, 1999's Lake Placid, 2000's Crocodile, 2004's Frankenfish, 2009's Megashark vs. Giant Octopus. Who? Uh, that one you got to check out. My my good friend uh, Jack Perez did wrote and directed that movie, although he's credited as Ace Hanna. Um, But that's definitely one to check out. And uh, 2017's The Shape of Water. Now, our good friend and author J.P. Michaels wanted to uh, remind us not to forget Jaws from 1975. Because Bruce the Shark is definitely a monster. But he also said that Jaws 2 from 1978 is pretty good and just way underrated. And let's not forget 1981's Clash of the Titans, which he brought up because Ray Harryhausen, he's a huge fan of. Um, 2018's The Meg, which he said was pretty fun. Um, I agree. Um, And he suggested we check out two miniseries adapted from Peter Benchley books. So Peter Benchley wrote Jaws. But he wrote a couple other books that uh, were adapted into these miniseries. One of them is 1996's The Beast and 1998's Creature. Um, Some neat stuff. I found a sticker from the movie Creepshow, which, by the way, don't forget Creepshow has a water monster. That's 1982's Creepshow. They're uh, sea zombies, the one that Leslie Nielsen and Ted Danson are in. Um, but there's a a zombie, a water zombie sticker. It's called "Always Practice Water Safety," <laughs> and I'll leave a link in the show notes um, to uh, to that, so you can check it out. It's pretty cool. It's got the the. Uh, water or sea zombies, um, from that, that episode of creep show. And then I'm also going to link a playlist on Spotify that I made called sea songs and shanties so that you can get into the right mood for, uh, your next water adventure. So, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's all I have for movies. I didn't get into books and TV shows that could go on forever. Well, um, I
0: mean, we can name like I said, we can name off so many so different many, things. Yeah. I mean, we'd be here for for hours, but yeah, I definitely yep. urge people that if they're interested in these sorts of things and and the encounters and stuff, check out the links that we have in the show notes and definitely, I mean, I'm sure as with anything you can start doing some research on stuff and who knows where you could go with this because you could
1: turn it into a deep dive very easily pun intended yeah Um, (laughs) if you're in transylvania and you're looking for water monsters then you're going to want to visit the blood sea which surrounds transylvania the mighty Vane river which flows through transylvania The sewers that run underneath most of Transylvania, the Junk River on the Big Island of Monster Islands, Coven Creek and Magic Pond in Witch's Meadow, the Tar Pits, Piranha River, Bigfoot Falls, Lake Larry, and Yeti Ice Springs in Bigfoot National Park, the canals in Shadow City, all the waters of the Black Lagoon, and finally, the Pumpkin River in jack lantern Park. And if you want to know where any of those places are and how to get there and how to get through them, you're definitely going to want to check out our book, Transylvania Traveler, which you can get at jackolanternpress.com. With that... Um, I think it's time. I don't know. What do you think, Tom? Should we resurface from this deep dive on water monsters? Is there anything else that uh, you wanted to talk about before we call it a night? No, I think we're good to go. It was Friday morn when
0: we set sail and we were not so far from the land. When our captain, he spied a mermaid so fair with a comb and a glass
1: in her hand. All, old... All right, well, that will do it for this episode of the jack lantern Press podcast. For more about the Monster Universe and the monster revolution that's upon us, go to jackolanternpress.com. There, as I said, you'll find our book, Transylvania Traveler, which I didn't say is a humorous travel guide to and through the Monster Universe. And you can call our pumpkin hotline and leave us a message with any questions, suggestions, or your impressions of the show at 323-761-0276. And if you enjoyed the show, please give us a rating and a review. It's a big help for the podcast, and we'd greatly appreciate it. Got a whale of a tail detected. All right. And as always, thank you for joining us. And we'll meet up again soon in the Pumpkin Patch. With the moon above, a whale of a tail. And it's all true. I swear by my tattoo,
0: there was Mermaid Minnie.